You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. Good morning, everybody. Oh, well, I see the light. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor Paul asked me, could I do this on Tuesday night? And I love the late notice. And when he asked me, I thought, oh, no. Um, I had a busy week. I've had a week of bad pain. and I just uh, wasn't looking forward to it. And I know whenever I'm asked to share, that means that I'm going to have to spend some days fasting Lots of time in prayer. And uh, so I, uh, when I got the news, I come, just come back from Bopper's Connect Group. So you're flying as high as a kite after being in Connect Group. And uh, if you're not in Connect Group, get in one, I'm telling you. So, um, Pastor, what time am I finishing by? It's, I make it 25 to 11. So what time do you want me to? Holy Spirit time. Okay, someone order lunch. And um, so... So Pastor Paul said, you know, uh, could I do the message? And I said to the Lord, okay. A couple of months ago, the Lord just sort of downloaded a few messages to me, not off the internet, straight to the Lord, you know what I mean? And I was writing down the notes, and uh, one really stuck out to me, which was, uh, you shall love the Lord your God, and what is love? And that stuck out, and so I said to the Lord, oh, do you want me to do that? But there's a couple of other messages I really want to do, some, some that sort of excite me. So I wasn't sure, so I was just praying and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Two minutes later, I got an email come in from Jerusalem, and uh, the subject heading was, what is love? So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do, you shall love the Lord your God, and what is love? So that is the message today, and um, I'm going to pray before we start and get rid of the nerves. I'm just going to take a sip of uh, water, and... uh, I'm not talking to a church. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters here. So before we start, everyone's got their Bible, don't you? So if you want to hold your Bible, and I'm just going to give thanks. And for those of you who don't know me, you might think I'm weird. Once you do get to know me, you know why I'm weird. Um, But we are going to cuddle our Bibles and kiss it and thank the Lord for his word. So let's just bow our head in prayer. And uh, hold your Bible in your hand. And uh, Father, Lord, we just open your scriptures this morning. Lord, I've done my best to try and make a good message, but it's hopeless without you. We know your presence is here, Father. Open every ear, open every heart this morning, Lord. Father, for the flesh that keeps getting in the way, knock it down this morning, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that we start getting real about church, real about you. So, Lord, let this word speak handsomely to your people. Lift up every heavy heart, Father. Touch every heart. Open the doors that haven't been opened in their hearts this morning, Lord. Father, as we hug your word, Father, we love your word. And Father, for those of us who don't understand loving your word, help us to love your word, we pray. And we kiss your word and great thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. If we turn in our Bibles, please, to Matthew 22. And that will be the... uh, Thank you. 
I forgot to mark down on my notes where the slides are in, so I'm trying to go off memory, so if it mucks up, I apologise for that. So Matthew 22, I think I started in verse 35 there, but I'm going to read the verse before that. So we got proper context. Context is very important when you're reading the Bible, otherwise you can make anything say anything. And we've all heard that in quite a few sermons on TV. So, Matthew 22, and I'm going to read from verse 36 down to verse 40. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, what is the great commandment or the greatest commandment in the law? And he means the law of God. And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, and on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. One of the first things you notice is he was asked one question, what's the greatest commandment? And then Jesus added the second greatest commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that kind of spoils it for me because it's easy to love God sometimes, but boy, it's hard to love some of our brothers and sisters at times. But um, that's what we have to do. And in fact, if you turn on the uh, next slide, please. Yeah. Um, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God, which is our vertical relationship. And he says, but the second is like it, the, the most important commandment, is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's our horizontal relationships. So in other words, you cannot love God if you don't love each other. I've heard people say, I love God, but I hate church. Well, a church is not a building. It's a, it's a people. We are the church. When we meet for a cuppa, that's the church going on. So we really need to learn to love. And Jesus said this is the most important thing. If Jesus walked in the room now and, and we asked him, Lord, what's the most important thing for my life? He would say, love the Lord your God with your everything and love your neighbor as yourself. And maybe you think, well, that's just Old Testament because Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy 6.4, which is you shall love the Lord your God with everything, and Leviticus 19.18, which says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But these just aren't Old Testament things. I'm just going to quickly read out a few New Testament scriptures. John 14.15, Jesus said, if you love me, Keep my commandments. In John 14, 21, he says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Are you keeping God's commandments? The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. In 1 John 2, 3, it says, By this we can be sure that we know him if we keep his commandments. And 2 John 1, 6, this is, and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the very commandment that you heard from the beginning, that you must walk in love. We're actually supposed to obey God's commandments. That's what differentiates us between the world, that we are God's commandment keepers. So what is love? How do we keep this love? And uh, if you can play that first song, please. What do you think of when you think of love? Are we right? 
<laughs> if you can't get it, then you'll just wave to me. I can barely see you, but just wave to me and we'll skip the songs. <laughs> uh, there's not too many words in this first one. Do you want me to forget it, Daniel? Yeah, well, I can't sing it because it's music. Um, it's um, it's. Do you think uh, like Barry White? Who's there? We go. Is this what you think of when you think of love? The love doctor, Barry White. Hey. Thank you. Is that what love is to you? It's all about sensual love. Or number two, please, Daniel. Or is this love? That little heart fluttering thing when you see the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams? Is this how we love each other? I hope not. Um, do we have to wait for the heart flutters or the sensuality, the feelings? Thanks, Daniel. Tina Turner says in her song, What's Love Got to Do With It? She said, What's love but a sweet old-fashioned notion? What's love got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? So she's saying, don't put your heart into love. Just have fun. You know, um, have a relationship without putting a commitment in. Is that what love is? Bert Bacharach wrote a song, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love, and a Boy. I definitely agree with him. Next slide, please. So what is love? Is it all about... Next slide, please. Is it all about love, sweet, charming, Valentine's Day, um... You know, where you buy your girlfriend or boyfriend chocolates or whatever. Is that what love is? Uh, love is actually... <laughs> I'm speaking the woman's love language. Love is actually used in many different ways. Here's one of my love languages. Next slide, please. I love chicken, but it doesn't love me. Um, so... When we talk about love, it can mean different things to different people. So what is this love? Jesus said it's the most important commandment of our life, so we really need to know what love is. And he said we need to love our neighbor. So how do we love our neighbor? So let's look at the Hebrew word for love. Next slide, please. Thank you. The top word there is ahava, and it's made up of the root the Aleph, the Bet, uh, sorry, the Hay, and the Bet. And next slide, please. I haven't looked that up. Yeah, just go back one. Sorry. So with love, and as you can see, Hebrew is read from right to left. So that's the Aleph, that's the Hay, and that's the Bet. In, a, in English, BHA, but it's read that way. And this is the word that describes love. The Aleph, also remember in Hebrew that we've learned before, in Hebrew, Hebrew is made up of lots of pictures as well. Each Hebrew letter has a number and each Hebrew letter has various meanings. 
So in that one word, in Hebrew, love, it's not talking about chickens or anything else or sensual songs. You've got the very first letter, the Aleph, which is our A. That's a symbol of God. That stands for the symbol of God. You've got a Hay, which stands for the symbol of revelation or to behold. And the last one, the Bet, is a symbol of a house or a home or a family. So in that picture, you can see that God is the revelation of the house and the family. And watching God is, God is beholding his family, his house. God is watching over his house. And who is his house? You are his house. Because 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are God's house. And hopefully we make it a nice home for him and not a bad place. In other words, there's messages in here that says, uh, next slide please, God's watching over us. That's just in the one word of Ahab. Next slide please. We also see in the word Ahava. Sorry. So when you break this word up, hyphenated, the Aleph and then the Hav. Hav means to give. And when the Aleph, that letter there, precedes that, it means I. The Aleph stands for I. So it means I give. Just like run is roots, but when you want to say I run, it's ah roots. Walk is halach, but uh, when you use the preceding Aleph, it means ahalach, I walk. So when we say love, it also means I give. And that is the description of love biblically. I give. So when you say I love you, that means I'm giving to you. And when Jesus said, uh, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with your everything, that means, Lord, I'm giving to you my everything. And love when you say to each other, like especially husbands and wives or uh, people engaged or whatever, I love you, it means I'm giving to you wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Love is not just a feeling or the sensual thing that does come in relationships, but love is actually a lifelong commitment, a lifelong covenant of committing to give to your partner. So all you young people here, especially if you're engaged or you've fallen in love and can't stop talking about your beloved, just remember, um, if you want to get married, that is that person that you have committed to for life, to give your everything to. People fall in love. Sometimes I fall over. Falling is not a good thing. You don't fall in love. You get besotted with somebody and then you get in love. Love is actually really a choice. Can you do next slide, please? To love is to give. That's the biblical definition of love. And next slide, please. You'll have to click it one more time. Oh, can you hold that? Can you get back one? Sorry. Okay, so I've got my slides marked up. 
So love is to give. And that means giving you everything. And sometimes women find it easier to love than what us men do. So when you love men, you give your everything, your absolute everything. And, and here's an example of men having the courage to do dangerous tasks like this in their love and giving. Go for it, Daniel. Yay for the men, eh? What courage. Next um, slide. Oh, thanks. Um, can you go to the next slide, please? Okay, thank you. Just hold it there. So love is really about giving. And I want to tell you a story. If you've seen the movie Black Hawk Down, uh, that was a true story. And... Many of the soldiers in that uh, in the real fight were and are born again Christians. They're fellow brothers uh, in the Lord, and in that operation in 1993 in Mogadishu in Somalia, the Americans had to go in and uh, get a, a couple of bad guys. And when they went in, next slide, please. Uh, they flew in by helicopters, and uh, that's one of the helicopter pilots by the m name of Mike Durant. Uh, next slide, please. And these helicopter pilots flew in troops who roped down and um, surrounded the place and captured some bad guys. And within 30 minutes, the mission was basically successful, but then things went awry. Next slide, please. And there were two helicopter crashes. They were shot down by RPG, uh, rocket-propelled grenades. And um, one helicopter, all the guys were killed on it. And on the other helicopter, next slide, please. One guy survived, and that was the pilot. That was that Mike Durant who you saw before. And next slide, please. And so his uh, Mike Durant's helicopter crashed. Mike Durant is incidentally a Christian and uh, he crashed and his crash was a kilometre away from where the other helicopter crash was. So there was something like 150 soldiers but they were all at the other place and uh, he needed help. And so these two soldiers here, Gary Gordon and Randy Shugart, were flying in a helicopter over the crash site and they could see hundreds and hundreds of Somalis coming. Um, to try and get this one helicopter pilot who had a broken back and a broken leg 
and he could, couldn't even get out of the helicopter and he had a little machine gun and he was trying to fight off hundreds of guys by himself and he was going to be dead. Next slide, please. So those two great heroes knew that their brother in arms was in trouble and so they volunteered and said, we'll go down and help him, knowing that they could not get any other help and they would have only had probably maybe 200 rounds between them. They knew it was an impossible task. They kept volunteering and they kept being told, no, you're not going. And eventually the general said, I'll talk to them directly. And he said, do you realise if you go, we cannot help you? So in other words, he's saying, do you realise you are going to die if you go down there because you're not going to be able to get any assistance? They said, we realise what we're doing because Randy and Gary were also Christians and they wanted to go and help their brother. Next slide, please. So they did what they soldiers are trained to do. They fought off an overwhelming enemy. Next slide, please. And both Randy and Gordon were killed in the battle. They fought and fought until they couldn't fight anymore, trying to protect their brother-in-arms, Mike Durant. Next slide, please. When uh, the news showed that battle, the Somalis got Randy's body and Gordon's body and dragged them, stripped them naked, dragged them through the streets, desecrated their bodies, and uh, the media made much of it. But they knew exactly what they were doing. But love is giving. And they knew uh, they had to give. And that was the captured pilot. The pilot lived, even though they got attacked. They, they let him live. They captured him, and eventually, a couple of weeks later, he uh, was given back to the Americans. His name, I said, as I said, is Mike Durant. Next slide, please. That's Mike coming back after being captured. He's got a broken back, broken leg, various other injuries. Next slide, please. And that's Mike in hospital and then recuperated. Last slide, please. Oh, next slide, I should say. And that's Mike when he was captured, and now he's a businessman. Uh, it goes around the world um, talking to people, uh, encouraging especially soldiers and, and young men about duty and honour and standing tall, doing what men are supposed to do, uh, which society is trying to rob all of us men from doing. And uh, so I write to Mike and uh, about, because we were having the men's camp, and I said, it would be really good if you could talk to our men, you know, just send a little message of encouragement. And Mike wrote back, and this is a little email he sent, he said, in the years following the events from 25 years ago, Black Hawk Down, I have often thought about the unwavering commitment that we all had to the mission and to each other. Outside of the special operations community, it's rare to find a bond so strong. And although everyone put their own well-being on the line, there was no better example of the Bible verse, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his own friends, than the sacrifices made by Gary Gordon and Randy Shugart on that fateful day, because those are the two soldiers that gave their lives so he could live. They represent, Gary and Randy, represent the finest example of men and of brothers and of soldiers of Christ that I have ever known. 
when we put the needs of others over those of ourselves, we help to make this world a better place. So the movie Black Hawk Down is not just for you to enjoy, but it's for you to be inspired by. That is giving. You know, uh, what great men Randy and Gordon were to do that. They showed love by giving. I presume I'm supposed to finish about 11. Yep, okay. So a couple more minutes. Uh, can you go to... You know, uh, next slide, please. Like I said, love is a choice. And the rabbis make much of this verse where it says, Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent and he married her and she became his wife and he loved her. Meaning then, after they got married, he loved her. Biblical marriage is you marry for commitment and love will come. Modern Western marriage is I'll fall in love, we'll get married, and then when I fall out of love, I'll get divorced. Biblical marriage is loving forever. When we love the Lord our God, we are to love him forever. When we love our brothers and sisters, unfortunately, we've got to love each other forever. Um, and that's, that, can be, that can be very, very hard. But love is shown in many ways. Next slide, please, and I'm going to close. Um, I'll skip that. Go to the next slide, please. All right. Lo lo loving is giving. And so when we love each other, we have clashes with each other at times. We upset each other at times. And uh, I might upset you sometimes. And I know people get angry. I know people talk about me. I hear them saying, look at Bruce, he looks so cool. Looks so tall and cute. And uh, Yeah. Um, we do sometimes get upset with each other. These are my two great-granddaughters. Not my granddaughters, but my great-granddaughters. And it's amazing that I can A, be alive to see them and B, to have a great relationship with them. And they are real Poppy's girls. They love to come over Poppy's place all the time. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, you know, every day they're fighting. <laughs> and when they fight, um, then I make them uh, hug each other, say sorry. And uh, they do that immediately. And one day they were fighting over something and uh, Layla, the bigger one, had a toy first, so I said to Zara, the smaller one, I said, no, you let her have it. So she collapsed on the floor crying, you know, and then the three-year-old Layla put her hand on her hip but looked at me and said, what did you do to her? Um, and I just said, I told her off. Um, so they were fighting one instant, and next thing they cuddle each other and they say to each other, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, and they hug and they play again. Kids teach us what forgiveness is. You know, we really need to learn forgiveness um, I was going to give some examples, but time is running out. We really need to learn to forgive for give, giving. There's that giving word again, love, all right? There's that love word. When God said, love me with all your heart, that's our most important thing. We've got to learn to love God, and we've got to learn to love each other. That means we give to each other. Um, we give kindness. We give help. Um, we give of our time. Another thing that we do is we give of our money. That's a big hard one for a lot of Christians, opening their wallet. It's easy to open your mouth. It's a lot harder to open your wallet. <laughs> uh, you know, God wants us to love. 
and it's not just feelings. We got to start learning to love and to. You're right, brother. Yeah. Uh, we got to start learning to love, and we do that by giving. We do that by forgiving. We do that by helping others. We do things for others that we may not want to do, like giving our lives, like those soldiers. You know, can we give of our time? Just five minutes? Can we tear ourselves away from the TV for ten minutes just to give to someone else? This kingdom of God is all about giving to others, sharing and helping others. It's not just all about me, me, me. And um, we've got to change our mindset in the church. The church is veered off course and we've become so self-centered that we've really got to get back to God and start loving each other and loving the Lord. And the only way to do that is by practicing loving God. I encourage every one of you to start reading your Bible every day. That's where you find out about God. Bible, prayer time, and every day. If you're not doing that, you're not loving God. Right? You're just using Him as an escape. God should be our steering wheel in life, not our spare wheel when we need Him. You understand? We really need to refocus on the Lord. Let him steer your life. He's the success. So let's just bow in prayer. I'm going to close. Maybe some of you are wondering what on earth is this love thing. You don't even know the love of God. You don't even realize that God loves you more than you can possibly know. Maybe it's time that you ask the Lord to reveal his love to you. Maybe it's time that you said, you know, Lord, I'm sick of this old life. It's time I changed. It's time to start getting real. It's time to start giving back to you the things that you've given me. And maybe for some of us older Christians, people who have known the Lord, we've also known too much of the world. And sometimes we've loved the world much more than we're loving God. So some of us really need to make a decision today to really restart, refocus our love and giving back to God because his ways will absolutely reshape our life for the better. Don't listen to the lies of the devil that, you know, if you just leave, you know, do this, do that, you'll have a lot of fun. No, the devil comes to steal, rob and destroy. He wants to wreck your life. God wants to bless your life. It's time we got real. It's time we loved God. So if you don't know the love of God, while every head's bowed, and if you really want to know the love of God, no one's looking, just put your hand up. Just put your hand up and say, I really want to know the love of God. God will see that hand, and God will reveal himself to you. And for those of you who have been a little bit too much in the world, and not enough in God, and you want to recommit today because love is a choice, not a feeling. If you want to choose to follow God really, to give him your all because he will give you his best, then it's time to make that decision today. I encourage you to also think and put your hand up. I'm going to wait five seconds. Put your hand up and say, Lord, I recommit to you. No one's looking at you. Get real with God. So would you put your hand up and mean it. For those of you who don't have your hands up, I encourage you, really 
focus in on God, love God with your all, and he will show you his love to the best. Amen. Thank you for joining Life City Church, and we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.